Hello and welcome to Music Makers San Diego, where we shine the light on San Diego area songwriters and their music. Brought to you by the Songwriter Support Group Workshop and Performance at Amplified Studios the third Thursday of each month. More info is at our Instagram page. I'm your host, Gary Lee. My guest today is Cheyenne Bettu. Welcome, Cheyenne. Hi, thanks so much for having me, Gary. It is so nice to see you again. It's been a couple of years. You were on the show back when it was uh, Music Spotlight San Diego when we first started, so glad you were able to come back in. Yeah, I'm really excited to be here. Um, What was your childhood like musically? Did uh, the music bug hit you early on? Yes. um, Music has always been a a huge part of who I am to my core. Um, And yeah, I mean, I... I have had a passion for it for as long as I can remember. I remember being as young as like three or four and kind of like narrating my life through song um, and kind of singing as if like nobody was really listening. But in reality, I was very loud um, as a kid uh, in my household. So, um, yeah, I I always knew that um, I wanted to pursue music in some capacity. Um, so that's kind of always been on the table. Anybody else in your family musically inclined? Yeah, my dad um, is actually the person that taught me how to play guitar because um, I didn't have any other like formal training or anything. Um, but yeah, he plays a little bit of everything. He plays banjo, acoustic guitar, bass. Uh, recently, in the last decade or so, he's taken on pedal steel. Oh, nice. Um, so yeah, I definitely get the, the music bug from him. Does he perform anywhere? Uh, no. Uh, he used to when he was um, back in his, like, 20s. He used to—he lived out in, like, Central California. So he he performed with some band from Bakersfield, and I remember they were going to go on tour because they had some kind of, like, radio hit. And my dad had the option of going with them, and then he had kind of decided that he was going to pursue— um, a mechanical engineering degree. So that's the route that he went down. But he still is like very much into music and um, does it in his free time. So did he teach you to play any other instruments? Um, well, he, he taught me on baritone ukulele was the first instrument. And he was like, well, if you take this seriously, then I'll buy you a guitar. And I was nine. So he didn't think anything <laughs> of it. He was like, she's gonna, she doesn't want to put in the, the work or the effort for it. Um, but I kind of proved him wrong, and I came back to him and was like, okay, here, I can play it. And he was like, you picked that up a lot faster than I anticipated. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he taught me uh, baritone ukulele, uh, guitar, and then at one point he was kind of trying to teach me banjo, but I didn't have the patience for that. Um, but I'd kind of like to eventually p- pick that up. Um, you said early on you, you kind of realized this was going to be what you wanted to do. Um, do you remember how old you were when you made that decision? Uh, so funny. Um, I One of my first albums that was purchased for me and gifted to me um, was a Shania Twain's Up album, the one where she had both country and pop uh-huh. on it. Um, and I must have been like four. But I remember that was one of the big albums, that and the Dixie Chicks. And I was like, I want to do what they're doing. Um which was super young, and it was something that I, I didn't really say out loud because my family is very pragmatic. Like, my dad had the option to do music, and he chose not to do it. Um, but as early on as then, I remember being like, no, this is exactly, like, what I want. 
um, which is kind of crazy. But it's just, it's always, that's always what I have felt that I wanted to pursue. Uh-huh. So, Do you remember the first song you learned to play on the guitar? Yeah, American Pie. It was actually on really? ukulele. Yeah, I, I wanted to play American Pie for so bad, so badly for some reason. And my dad was like, uh... Yeah, okay, sure. Um, so that was the first song that I learned on, on ukulele. On guitar, um, probably some Taylor Swift song when I was like 9 or 10. I, I want to say it was probably like You Belong With Me or something. Was songwriting always something you wanted to do too? Yes, actually. Um, so I didn't write my first song until I was, I want to say, 14. But before then, I was kind of always like writing fragments of songs or ideas for songs. Um, but I didn't really complete one until I want to say it was like my freshman year of high school. But yeah, I always I didn't realize that that was a option because when I was young, I was like, oh, well, I just want to be a singer. And and ironically enough, it wasn't until like Taylor Swift was on the radio that I was like, oh, she's like 16 and she's like doing that. Like she's writing that. Um, so that was kind of my inspiration behind that. But yeah, when I got a little older and I realized that I could write it, I wanted to write all of my own music. So did you ever take any songwriting classes or workshops to help you? Surprisingly, no. Um, no, a lot of it was just done alone in my bedroom. And, um, for a number of years, even in high school, I was really afraid to show anybody my work. But yeah, I would say my only... Um, training when it comes to writing is like I just had like high school English classes and English was always like one of my favorite subjects. So I paid close attention um, and writing has kind of always been another one of my like passions. So yeah, I, I kind of just spent a lot of time analyzing like my favorite songwriters and like their styles and trying that on for size and figuring out what works and what doesn't. And I didn't even really start writing with other people um, until a few years ago. Um, what about um, any music classes in high school? <sighs> no. Um, the extent of my music training goes maybe if you consider musical theater. Like that was pretty much it where there was like a music director. Um, so I remember I, I had one music director I absolutely loved. Um, and I did like maybe one or two lessons outside of that with with them. But uh, other than that, not really. No formal music training. Uh, who would you say influenced your music, your style the most? That's a good question. Um, it's changed a lot over the years. I think when I first started out, I was doing more so like indie folk type of stuff. Um, obviously, Taylor was a big influence. But um, and like a lot of who I used to listen to, like again, like Shania Twain, the the Dixie Chicks early on. And then uh, when I kind of started finding my sound um, and doing more of the production work myself, I gravitated towards like I, I kind of wanted to do more of a synth pop type of thing. Um, so I was listening to like a lot of the 1975 stuff. Um, right now, a huge inspiration for me has been Phoebe Bridgers within the past like two years, I would say she's probably my main inspiration at the moment. There's another band called Pale Waves on the same label as the 1975. I really like their sound. Um, yeah, it's I. this question is always so funny because I feel like when I'm put on the spot, I have to think like, wait, what do I actually <laughs> listen to? Um, I would say right now, about like Phoebe Bridgers is the number the one. one. Yeah. Uh, you're going to play three of your original songs for us yeah. today. Tell us about the first one. 
Uh, the first one, I was actually nominated for a San Diego Music Award for this year, so that was really exciting. Um, didn't win because I was up against the Sacred Souls, so they they took home the uh, the the win for that. But I was just stoked to even be there and to be nominated. That's such a it's such an exciting milestone moment for me. Um, but yeah, so this first one is off of my uh, my debut record, Beautiful Chaos, uh, that came out at the end of March. Um, and this one was kind of, I, I wanted to kind of dive into something that I feel like uh, is really prevalent with our culture, uh, especially like in my generation, which is like escapism and using substances to do that. Um, and I kind of wanted to paint a really theatrical and flamboyant picture of what that looks like, but not in a way that glamorizes it or glorifies mm-hmm. it. Kind of almost a very sad confessional, like, this is actually what it is. So when we produced it, or when I produced it, it was you know, largely like these big orchestral synths um, and some interesting, like, funky guitar on it and um, this bass line uh, that kind of took inspiration from, like, Tame Impala, that type of thing. But the lyrics are really confessional and really um, raw. So it's this big production that's kind of flashy, but the the actual content of it is kind of sad. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of a little bit about it. I'm a lightweight in liquor and love. But I really couldn't give a shit They don't know my pain They don't even know the half of it Think it's a game mess with my feelings Make me lose my grip And lose control Cause you know that everybody loves a show Man, it feels 
think your uh how do you think your songwriting has evolved or changed over the years Ooh, that's a good question um i'm exploring different ways to songwrite whereas um previously i used to really only write um to guitar because it's my like main instrument um because i can kind of get by on keys and stuff but guitar was the main instrument but when covid hit i actually wound up going back to school for audio engineering. So um, before that, I was kind of already dabbling in like DIY production and stuff. So now I kind of approach writing it differently in the sense where it's it's not always a, you know, oh, I get an idea and I grab the guitar. A lot of the times, like, I'll already be building a track. I'll kind of come in with an idea of like, this is kind of how I want the listener to feel when they hear it. Um, so I'm in the DAW and I'm messing with like ARPs um, or weird synths or things that I, tools that I wouldn't normally utilize. So the approach is different. I, I come up with different types of like melodies for things that way that I feel like I, I wasn't getting to before, like organically just with the guitar. So that's been kind of cool to explore. Do ideas for songs come to you easily or is it something you have to work on? Um... Mm, that's I don't want to say that they come to me easily necessarily I feel like especially now over the past like two years I've been working with a lot more musicians and creatives and engineers and artists and a lot of them really like one thing like they approach writing a song like they sit down and they're like I'm gonna write this song today and that's it it just happens differently for me it's not really a, a choice the song is like I'm going to be written today which sounds like it sounds weird, but it is kind of esoteric. Like, usually it's just based off of whatever I'm feeling in the moment. And usually if the feeling is really powerful, I have to stop whatever I'm doing and write about it. And um, a lot of the times it comes out in, in the form of a lyric or, like, an idea and something to expand upon later. So it's not necessarily that it's it's easy. Um, it's It's definitely more difficult if I have to be, like, 
Um, if I have to be like, okay, I'm going to sit down and actually write a song. But I have been challenging myself to do that more, like write to a prompt, mm-hmm. and I'm getting better at that. That's more difficult for me. Um, but in the other case, it's almost like I I feel less like I'm putting in effort and more so like I'm just like channeling it out of me, which is very weird, but that's the way that it usually happens for me. So you're not really a disciplined writer then? You don't set aside a time or day to write? I'm definitely more disciplined now um, because I actually, so I work at Studio West um, in San Diego and we do, um, I run a music production workshop for teens on the weekends. Um, So we teach them to like, they they take a song and they write it, um, you know, start with nothing, start with an idea and take it through all the different um, processes of production. Um, So I kind of challenge them to write to prompts. So that's made me more disciplined to write to prompts as well. Um, But yeah, I'm not the type of writer that sits down every week, like a certain day a week and um, turns out something. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, I kind of almost don't need to because I feel a lot of things constantly. So I feel like I am I am writing at least like one song a week, um, but again, but it's, it's not less... something you set aside time to do. Yeah, it just happens. Right. Yeah. Oh, you're listening to Music Makers San Diego, proud to present a Ruth House concert starring Haley Blaze in the Wellspring Saturday, June seventeenth. Tickets are available at the link in our bio. I am talking with Cheyenne Benton today. I want to take a deeper dive into your songwriting in, in just a few minutes, but let's hear another one of your original songs. So this one's called. Uh, enabler. This is actually uh, one of the first songs I've written with somebody else. Um, so my best friend of 10 years, who also does music, um, very different genre-wise. And I had kind of worked on a song with him, and then I I came to him with this idea, and I was like, hey, I have this song. It's kind of really devastating, and I think that, like, I want you to write a verse on it. I think it would be something that's kind of outside of your comfort zone or wheelhouse um, but I think it would be really cool to have you on this track. And he was super receptive to it. So, um, yeah, I came to him with a verse and a chorus, and he wrote the second verse, and we kind of did the bridge together. Um, but, yeah, it's it's about uh, getting really honest with yourself. And I think it's, it's really easy in relationship dynamics um, to want to blame the other party um, for their faults in whatever you feel, you know, like whatever went wrong, it's easy to say it's their fault. Um, This song was very much looking internally and being like, this, I actually have some accountability here because I enabled this behavior from this person for such a long period of time. So I feel like I'm just as at fault. So we kind of came together to write it and it's called Enabler. Sir sure. 
Fast the witching hour You still hit up my phone And the odds never seem To be in my favor But I can't be the victim If I'm the enabler I know you think like I do About if we would have lasted But I guess your parents called it Saying that'll never happen And I know I'll never find Anybody better But my heart can't skip beats now That you broke it all together And do you still think about forever? like your uh, songs to have messages absolutely yeah everything i write um has a message even with the album that i just put out um each individual song has a message but the whole thing if you listen to it beginning to end like tells a story so you say you co-write with others do you prefer to write with others or you're more comfortable writing solo you know uh i think i kind of learned my lesson with that um i i wanted to be open to writing with other people. Um, and I think that in some cases it's worked out really awesome. Like Enabler, I definitely feel like having my my buddy Anthony on the song, like that made the song. Um, and I don't feel as though I could have written 
his verse. Um, but in in other cases, you know, I feel like uh, writing with other people. Um, I think for my own stuff, I kind of, I, I kind of just want to be really uh, careful about who I choose to write with because there are a lot of people who. Um, like want your name on the song for the wrong reasons and want to take credit for the hard work that you've put in. So um, I think right now I prefer to write by myself um, and and with trusted colleagues. Um, I am writing me and my one of my trusted colleagues who um, he helped me mix a lot of this album and he plays with me live. He's an amazing engineer and uh, multi-instrumentalist and all that. Um, we're actually kind of co-writing a, a little EP. I don't know if it will ever see the light of day. But, yeah, I think I enjoy writing with others as long as they are trusted, trusted friends. And how long does it typically take for you to write a song from start to finish? Really just depends on the song. Sometimes I bust it out in, like, 15 minutes, I'm done. Um, and then other times it takes, like, a year or two. Like, I'll come up with a verse chorus, and then it gets kind of put away on the phone and I completely forget about it. Um, and I rediscover it and go, oh, okay, now it's time to finish that. So it just does, really depends. Does that happen to you a lot? Start start an idea or start a song and then put it on the, um, the back, back burner, burner for a while? Um, sometimes. It's, it's really like, I feel like it's really half and half. Um, and it's one of those things where like, I, if I wanted to finish it, I definitely could push for that. But a lot of the times I like to let it incubate. I like to let the ideas um, kind of process. And then at the same time, it also depends on the project that I'm working on as a whole. I'm always kind of thinking, like, how will this fit into whatever EP or album? Or does it have a home on there? Mm -hmm. um, and if I feel like I can justify that, then I will put in more energy towards it. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I don't have a solid answer for you. It's really just like half and half of the time. Let's uh, let's hear your third, third, third song. song. Tell us about it. Okay. Third song is uh, the title track off of the album, uh, which is called Beautiful Chaos. And I actually wrote this um, after the last New Year's party I went to before everything shut down. And for whatever reason, like that period of time, the 2019 going into 2020, uh, there were a lot of really like major, not only COVID, but major life events happening to me um, that kind of pushed me to make a lot of really big changes. Um, so, yeah, during lockdown, I was thinking about a lot of those changes that I wanted to make. And one of the big ones was I just wanted to like after everything cleared up. Even before everything cleared up, like I'd made the decision, I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to make all these changes and I'm just going to not let like myself get in the way of doing what I need to do, whether or not I like fail at it or I exceed or I'm sorry, I excel at it. Um, I just want to push myself to get out of my comfort zone and do it. So that's kind of what this one is about. Bring out a part of me that I've never seen Like when a match hits, try nitro, it's all you win And I should know better than this But you got something that I cannot resist And you pull me in like a moth to flame If I wouldn't know, I would never be the same When I met you, I would have ran the other way But I would never do that, cause you 
push my luck I'm gonna do it, do it It don't matter if I fail or I fly In the end I'm gonna be alright If I could get the chance I'm gonna take it, take it You know what they say You gotta fake it till you make it In the end if disaster's with the payoff I'll wreak havoc, call it beautiful chaos In a crowded room It's just you and me Don't say nothing, but it takes me to another galaxy And I question if I'm crazy Is it me or the alcohol, maybe? Got me making excuses, don't want this night to end Got me thinking, damn, when can I see you again? And then just twist the dawn, stayed up all night Now I'm crying on the balcony in broad daylight If I can mess this up, I'm gonna do it, do it If I could push my luck, I'm gonna do it, do it It don't matter if I fail or I fly In the end, I'm gonna be alright I could get the chance, I'm gonna take it, take it No matter what they say, gotta fake it till you make it In the end, if disaster's worth the payoff I'll wreak havoc on the beautiful Again, that song is the title track of your My latest album. album, right? Yeah. And that's a, a coming-of-age conceptual record, isn't it? Is yes. It, is it uh, a look into your life and your journey? Yeah, um, a little bit. Uh, I'm definitely a confessional writer, um, and that's what I feel like my strong suit is. Um, so it definitely comes from a very, a very personal place. Um, but, yeah, I like to think that um, I tried to take— real life experiences that happened to me 
zoom out a little bit um, and expand on them and include enough detail where, you know, the listener knows that it's personal, but general enough, I feel like anyone with a heart can kind of find some, hopefully find some relatability in it. So So how can people find out more about you? How can they find out where you're playing and where can they find your music? Um, You can find me on all the social medias under Cheyenne Benton, Cheyenne like Wyoming, uh, C-H-E-Y-E-N-N-E. Um, yeah, my album is out everywhere, Spotify, Apple Music. Um, I actually have a deluxe edition with two bonus tracks that you can find on Bandcamp under Cheyenne Benton, as well as iTunes. And those two tracks are actually my favorite off the album, but you can only get them if you purchase the album. Um, yeah, so, uh, you can find me anywhere. My next gigs are, I'm playing at the San Diego County Fair on June 8th um, at the Garden Stage, and I'm playing in Los Angeles Writer's Block on June 13th um, at the Hotel Cafe. Uh, yeah, so and I usually post all my gigs and everything on my social media. You can also find me online at www.cheyennebenton.com. All right, Cheyenne, thanks for being on the show today. It was a pleasure seeing you again and having you as a guest. I enjoyed talking with you and listening to your music, and hopefully I'll catch a show of yours sometime down the road soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. That does it for another episode of Music Makers San Diego, where we shine the light on San Diego area songwriters and their music. Brought to you by the Songwriter Support Group Workshop and Performance at Amplified Studios. The next one is coming up May 18th. More info is at our Instagram page. Until next time, I'm Gary Lee. Have a good one. <laughs>